0: La fondule fait tic-tac-tic-tic, les oiseaux du lac pic-pac-pic-pic, glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons, et la jolie cloche ding, ding don mais
1: boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum, et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Et hey, bonjour Rugby France, and welcome to a new edition of French Rugby Connection with moi, Véronique Landieu and...
0: and Michael Pierce.
1: Yes, as you may have recognized, Mike was born and bred in Wales. Where exactly, Mike?
0: In Carmarthen. I was born, which is in West Wales. Yeah, beautiful part of the world. It rains a lot. But yeah, yeah, many, many years ago now, sadly.
1: Not far from where Luke Pearson was born, I believe, as well. Are you related by but
0: not that I'm aware of? <laughs>
1: From the Mickle (laughs) Mike, (laughs) maybe. You never know. Okay, we will not go there. So, yeah, so Mike, tomorrow there will be some trouble ahead. And this is where I will stop my singing. (laughs) Yeah,
0: there will be trouble ahead if you start singing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But there will definitely be a fantastic atmosphere, you know, in, in Cardiff tomorrow. I believe the roof will be open as well.
0: Well, it's in a shame coast. because the weather forecast tomorrow is for is for rain. Uh, and, of course, the roof has to be kept open because of COVID regulations still. So a bit of a shame, but, you know, it's going to be a cracking game, isn't it? Eight o'clock kickoff. It's not going to be a capacity crowd. There are still 10,000 seats left, apparently. I've been told that the French haven't travelled in as many numbers this year. That's obviously a, a knock-on from COVID and, and tickets going on so late, but even so, you know, a huge, huge game for France.
1: Definitely, definitely. Can you remind our listeners, you know, what's been happening the last two years since the young guns, the likes of Dupont, Tamak, uh, and others that never, nobody ever heard about. They were only, I think they had been selected for what, three or four times, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What happened? what happened in 2020? What was the score?
0: It was, I think, it was twenty seven, twenty three. Very uh,
1: good, you've done your yeah. homework. Absolutely. No, that
0: was. <laughs> uh, I just remember, yeah. And uh, interestingly, the same referee then, Matt Carley, as as tomorrow night. But yeah, you're quite right. It was the it was the start of the Fabian Galtier era. It was a, a very young and um, unestablished French side came to Cardiff. And, you know, a lot of people thought the atmosphere would be too much for them. But Dupont and Antamac controlled proceedings. You know, they were absolutely superb. And France were deserved winners. And, you know, two years on, they've got more experience. They've got, you know, obviously they lost the Six Nations to Wales last year. <laughs> But, but, <laughs> we're you know, not this, going to talk things, about that these things happen and know. You, know, well, is part of the, you know it's part of the learning process isn't it and you know they're coming to Cardiff a much stronger side there are seven survivors from that result two years ago Cyril Bailey mm-hmm. Julian Marchand Paul Villemze, Francois Aldrich Dupont and, and Tamak they all played two years ago so they're not going to be phased by, uh, by an emotional night in Cardiff that's for sure
1: I have to take you on the pronunciation of the loose head. <laughs> it's Cyril Baye.
0: Cyril Baye, okay. Not
1: Cyril Baye, nobody will understand, but I'm sure you can help me with my Welsh pronunciation as well a bit later when it goes through that. Last year, Wales was very, very lucky. They won the Six Nations, but, but were denied the Grand Slam. Because of a fantastic, phenomenal, thrilling <laughs> last 10 minutes. In yeah, East that's the right. France. Yeah,
0: with Wales down to 13 players, two yellow cards. Even France couldn't mess that one up, could they? You know, <laughs> so. <yeah. laughs> and, then and he, you know, unfortunately, they went on and lost to Scotland, which was so heartbreaking. I can't even begin to tell
1: you. You didn't speak to me for three days after that, I remember. Oh, I couldn't, my I, I, only because
0: I, I couldn't get a word in.
1: Because you kept crying anyway, Mike. I've been really, really close, you know, to get a, a very famous Welsh player yes. on our podcast, but he had to wash his hair, unfortunately. And you tried very hard as well to get hold of uh, Nigel the One, but he was too busy, you know, looking after his cows.
0: Well, unfortunately, yeah, it's such a big game. All, all the old stars of Wales are in demand, particularly with the match <laughs> being in Cardiff. There's lots of dinners going on, lots of lunches, lots of corporate stuff. We
1: don't have any revenue stream. And so all our guests come to our podcast for the love of the rugby and for for, yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> yeah, That's why, that's for why they my don't chat. come, <laughs> isn't it? <Yeah. laughs> for my channel, we had some prestigious guests. But um, so I thought, you know, Mike Pierce. Mike Spear this, this week is going to be my guest extraordinaire. I ah, would really famous, like to know.
0: Famous journalist, Welsh walking football international. I mean, gosh, what a superstar.
1: So, so tell me very quickly for our listeners, you know, yeah. so what happened? When did you start liking rugby and your, your journey into uh, freelance, you know, rugby journalism and being my co-host? on the French Rugby well, Connection yeah. podcast. The, the of highlight,
0: of, highlight of my career, obviously.
1: Which has been listened by over 15,000 <laughs> listeners now. Yeah? So it's wow. not bad. It's not bad. Wow, you yeah.
0: know. And they're yeah. all your family, aren't they?
1: <laughs> and yours? <laughs> so
0: yeah, let's... no, do you know, It was I, I can remember so, the moment. I mean, yes. I my first love was football, okay? I loved football. And then 1969, I sat down. And I watched Wales play England in cards. It was the days, funny enough, Gareth Edwards was playing, Barry John, all the great players of that era, JPR Williams, Gerald Davis, and Wales beat England 30 points to nine. But some of the rugby that played that day was just incredible. And I I was just hooked, literally, from that moment on. I'd shown no interest in rugby till then, but watching that game, and, you know, it's been a lifelong lifelong passion of course I was fortunate to grow up through the era you know where 69 1969 to 1979 where we was you know were probably one of the best teams in the world they won four triple crowns in a row they won three grand slams they won how many titles and and you know the the names as I say live on now JPR Williams Gerald Davis Barry John Phil Bennett you know, it's just a real who's who of rugby. And the writing career was something I did in the background. I took early retirement and you know, I started writing some stuff. It took off. You know, Stephen Jones from the Sunday Times took me under his wing. He was really kind to me, He helped me. He gave me advice. And, you know, he's and he's he's been there for me ever since. And really it's just sort of grown from there you know
1: yes so Stephen jones yes or aka jonesy for the intimates. if you are part of his yeah, uh, jonesy, yeah. i know yeah. you have you share a croissant with him sometime in the morning obviously in a starbucks somewhere
0: <laughs> costa i know we're very choosy you know we got market costa is
1: yeah but let's let's go back to your okay. to your passion for for rugby i mean as a kid yeah. i mean did you play football or did you try uh, to play rugby as well, being Welsh, you know, rugby is in the blood of the Welsh, of the Welsh people.
0: Yeah, I mean, my dad played for Tynedale; he was a prop, and didn't really sort of push the game on me. But yeah, I I played at school, and then I I went on to play for Wimborne and Bournemouth in 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 the Dorset leagues. But Were you a
1: prop as well.
0: No, I was a scrum half.
1: Oh, I see. Oh, okay. So you were quite bossy and agile and...
0: Yeah, and mouthy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. yeah, but then I, I injured my shoulder, I brought my collarbone and, you know, my body, my body just, just, just packed up. So I took up refereeing then. I refereed for 10 years in the Dorset and Wilt Society Joined the London Society.
1: Is it where you met uh, Nigel Owen? And
0: no, 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 I didn't meet any, any, I mean, the, the game was still amateur then. So it was very much, you know, you turned up, you refereed, you had a few drinks and you went home. <laughs> you know, and so, uh, you had
1: a few cigarettes as well, you know, during halftime.
0: No, unfortunately I never smoked, but yeah, it was, you know. It was it was a totally different game to to the one that's played now.
1: You you saw the the Welsh playing against France. Which games, for you, were the best? Was the best?
0: Oh, I remember. I remember going in 1979. I was a 19 year old. It was my first trip to Paris, and Wales played France at the Parc des Prince. and Wales lost 14 13. But it was minus five, and and my mate turned up. He didn't bring a coat. He just brought a jumper. And, <laughs> and Jean-Pierre Reeve played oh you know it was a it was my first experience in Paris and it was just one of those magical moments another one is probably 2008 when we won the Grand Slam beating France in Cardiff I mean uh, I've been to uh, I've been fortunate enough to go to many France Wales games and for me it's always it's always a special one and it's it's the it's the least one I mind losing because, uh, obviously, you know my love of French of France of and, course, and French rugby. Yeah. So
1: you have to say that because you are my co-host on French rugby connections. No, but g- genuinely,
0: <laughs> I do, you know I, if I could be any, if I had to choose to be another nationality uh, apart from being Welsh, I'd choose French. There, there'd be no other.
1: And which French player do you admire the most?
0: Oh, I better say Guillaume Gardeau, had not I? <laughs> but, no, I like Guillaume. I, I think he's a brilliant player because. You know, he carried that French team when they were so poor, didn't he? You know, he had the weight of the world on his shoulder. But, you know, I've, uh, Philippe Seller, Denis Chabet, Serge Blanco, you know, the tough guys in the front row Pascal Andart, Gerard Scholle, Jean Pierre Bastia, Jean Pierre Rive, Jean Claude Scraler. I mean, I could just go on and on.
1: Let's talk about the first live game you saw. Which game was it?
0: Okay. The first Wales game I saw was 1974 at Twickenham. It was England against Wales. England won 16 12. I remember that. And there again, Gareth Edwards was playing, Phil Bennett, you know, one of the great Welsh sides. But England had Andy Ripley playing and they had David Duckham. And yeah, it was a good win for England. So, not a very good start for me, really.
1: But having said that, you touch upon the 70s era was absolutely fantastic for, for the Welsh rugby. Fabien Gatier did say in his uh, press conference yesterday that he was will disease, 53, 54 yeah. years old, something like that. He was... You know, he, he, he grew up watching you know, stars like Gareth Edwards, J.P.R. with yeah. Steve Wentwick. And when I yeah. spoke with Denis Charvel and Frank Menel as well, last few weeks they mentioned their names. Welsh was very much at its apogee, uh, at its, apoge, at its mm. climax. Then then what happened from from the Welsh, uh, for our French listeners, can you tell us you know, how it, how it panned out from what, the what, 70s I- briefly?
0: Yeah, as you rightly say, you know many. I think uh, that team inspired a lot of uh, a lot of people. I mean, it was uh, it was a very attacking team. They, you know, they were great to watch. And uh, Eddie Jones has also said his, his Welsh team, the Welsh team of the seventies, was one of his favourites. But yeah, it was just one of those moments in time. I think where a, a lot of gifted players came together at, at the same time, and they were also. You know, a big percentage of the 1971 British Lions team, the only British Lions team to win a test series in New Zealand. And the success carried on, as I say, till probably 78, 79. But then, you know, the stars retired, Phil Bennett retired, Gareth Edwards, Gerald Davis, and, you know, long, long period in the doldrums then. Okay, <laughs> so
1: Mike, fast forward to the successful years. The bread years, the 2000s. So uh, Sean Edwards, obviously, worked in the Welsh Rugby Union for yeah. 11 years and he was very much instrumental in the success of, of Les Poirot, the leaks of the Welsh, the Welsh Rugby team. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, well, you know, just to give you a brief background, in 2007, the World Cup Wales were beaten by Fiji. The Welsh coach was sacked. So Wales looked for somebody, you know, a a top name. They got Warren Gatland, who brought in Sean Edwards. And the first year they were coaches, they they won the Grand Slam, much to everybody's surprise. And, you know, the success built on that and, you know, built on Sean Edwards' defence, which I, I think in one tournament, I think Wales conceded something like four tries in the whole tournament and so yeah it was built on defense and you know sean edwards is such a brilliant character firstly everybody's scared stiff of him so you know (laughs) if if they if they miss miss a tackle you know they go in monday morning and they get you know, ripped to shreds. So, and, and you can see that's what happened with the French. The French have always been, bless them, a bit laissez-faire, haven't they? You know, yeah, we might play today, we might play tomorrow. But he's instilled a discipline in them that I, I don't think I've ever seen in a French side. And they enjoy it. I, somehow he gets the players to enjoy the art of tackling. I mean, France has always been renowned for beautiful play, hasn't it? And a bit of fisticuffs. But, I mean, their defence now is is really top top-notch.
1: And what do you think the Welsh team needs to be wary of? Oh
0: gosh, well, I think, as I said before, I mean, this French team have got everything. You know, they've they they have got the strength, they've got the muscle, they've got the defence, they've got the attack, they're clinical. It's very, I mean, I think France have to play badly to lose. I don't think many teams will, will beat this French team when they're playing well, if any, they've got it all. And... They've got strength in depth, of course. The most important thing, because every player in that French team has to play well. Because if they don't, they know there's somebody waiting behind them to take their place. So that's a great motivator. It really is.
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, do you think the Welsh will be energized? You know, being able to play in front of a okay, it won't be a full stadium, but with a with a Welsh public singing you the
0: national anthem. I mean, there's a great deal of pride playing at home. Wales have, Wales have won 10 out of their last 11 Six Nations games in Cardiff. So when you come to our house, we, <laughs> we don't want to make you too welcome. But, you know, the pressure is on France. Wales can't win the title. So I think Wales can go out and give it a lash, really. Have a go and see what happens. As for France, this is a very important step. On, on the way to a Grand Slam, but I make no bones about it. If Wales win tomorrow, it'll be a, a very, very big upset.
1: Well, again, you know, one game at a time, never, ever take anything for granted. I'm doing an
0: Eddie think... Jones now. We're the underdogs always. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have to be. You have to think, you know, you can't be over arrogant saying, hey, we are very, one of the best team in the world. I think they're ranked four now. But in terms of players, which players do you think when PIVAC's team needs to be concerned with? What do you think of their strategy likely to be? Having watched the French play, you know, in the previous games and the way they have played themselves?
0: it's. I mean, I don't think you can... I mean, obviously, Antoine Dupont, you know, the best player in the world at the moment. Obviously, he's, you know, instrumental in everything they do. But there again, you look at Gregory Aldridge, the top carrier um, in the tournament so far. Wales have got to match France physically. They've got to... Their set piece has got to be squeaky clean Wales. They've got to win their... They've got the worst lineout record in the tournament. They've got to win their lineouts. They've got to win their scrums just to ensure they get enough possession to trouble France. And I think their kicking game has got to be really accurate because if you kick loose... To this French back line, you know they will they will cut you to shreds um Damien Penno's out, which is a big loss for France, he's one of the best wingers in the world at, at the moment, so Moifana is still quite young and it's only his second game on the wing, so you know if you're clutching at straws, maybe that is a slight weakness, but wheels have really got to they they 've also got to be disciplined, not give away penalties it's a, it's a tough tough task for them i think
1: and romain tao Yufena as well you know COVID. has been tested uh, uh, positive for covid so in terms yeah. of first row, it would be you know the usual suspect so cyril what's how do you pronounce his uh, surname that's right cyril by hooker is mark then antonio of course we have the paul williams and cameron walkie you know very, very strong together with yeah. Altrich. And at the back we got jaminem Mofena, Ficou Danti, Villiers is back. Yes, yes finally. Yeah, yeah good player. He was phenomenal against Italy. Do you remember? Yes, yeah, three a,
0: tries, yeah.
1: Yeah, he scored a hat-trick.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was very, very, very positive. And apparently according to Cholonge in the press conference yesterday he was saying that Gabin Villiers is very tenacious. He's like a a dog with a bone. He said he's a dog, but yeah, I, no, it's a I, very, I can't very translate good that. I can't translate that. It's like a dog with a bone. He doesn't give up. So one yeah. very much to watch. And the speed, the, the speed. He really excels in, in that area. Because so tell me more about for our French listener, I know, you know the, the the Welsh team, who's playing. Okay, okay.
0: at fullback we've got Liam Williams on the wings, Alex Cuthbert and Josh Adams. And in the centres, Owen Watkin and Jonathan Davis. Fly half, Dan Bigger, captain. I'm sure French listeners are familiar with him. Thomas Williams at scrum half. In the pack, front row, we've got Gareth Thomas, Ryan Elias and Thomas Francis. In the second row, Will Rollins and Adam Beard. And a back row of Seb Davis, Tulupe Faletau and Josh Navidi, who's come back from injury. He's only played one game since October, but he's a very, very good player. And he has done this sort of thing before. He's come back straight from injury and played really well. And he's very good at the breakdown. He's just the sort of player wheels need in, in this game. But, you know, you look at the the France, bench is very strong. You know, you've there's Gross there, Hawass, uh, Flamel, Cretan. Luku Ramos has a very, very strong bench and that could be influential as well. I'm putting my hopes on the referee, actually, Matt Carley, because um, he's he's refereed five Six Nations games and he's issued three yellow cards to French players. Oh, dear. Oh, dear.
1: so um, he, and,
0: he's and, our biggest threat. The moment.
1: Yeah, and you're a big friend of Nigel Owen as well. This is a joke. We will never criticize any referees on this podcast.
0: Yeah, but you know the the ref. You know, all all joking aside, yes. the referees have a huge part in the in the outcome of these games these days, and you know their decisions can often be the. The difference between success and failure. So, you're
1: telling me, you're telling me that's why, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've oh, been there, then, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah absolutely, the ticket,
1: yeah, especially in the French World Cup 1995. But we won't talk about that. But uh, you are absolutely right in terms of the referring, hence, the reason that um, Jerome Garces is part of the coaching staff uh, for for Les Bleus. So since he's been on board, there have been less mistakes to a certain extent.
0: Oh, the discipline has improved incredibly, the French team. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. So let's can't wait until tomorrow. What's your score prediction?
0: (sighs) I mean, I I honestly honestly think France will win. I think it's really important Wales get a good start. They've had poor starts in, in every game in the Six Nations you know they let England go out to a 70 0 lead. Well, if you let France go out to a 70 0 lead, there's no way back. I think France will win it. I think it will be reasonably close, but obviously, I'll be delighted if this prediction is wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say forty for France, twenty-five for uh, well I think I was right last time, and you, you were
0: wrong. So law of averages. Then this is this is my time. Then
1: <laughs> we'll see so a french lesson for you let's not forget okay. about that you know after our our uh, very interesting chat and everything and anything you wanted to know about the life the rugby life of uh, old Michael Pierce. Yeah, you're know
0: another real life, I tell you that.
1: <laughs> About la troisième mi-temps. <laughs> so, you know, uh, each nation in the Six Nations is represented by a symbol. So, for the French, it's the cockerel, yeah. the rooster. For the Welsh, I mentioned it earlier. just wanted to check oh. whether you listen to me. I mentioned, so it's uh, what's, which vegetable re- represents uh, Wales.
0: With vegetable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the leeks.
0: Yeah. um, um yes. you, you want it in French, do
1: you? <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah, because I, Pomme I said
0: terre.
1: that. de <laughs> terre. <laughs> no, but the, so you no. You say les poireaux. Poireaux. Les poireaux. Poirot? Les poirots, yeah, like as uh, in Artur. the
0: detective.
1: Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Something to remember art poireaux. Uh, yeah. see Except- my...
0: My little gray cells <laughs> not working there, are they?
1: So you can show up wow. tomorrow when you ask some question uh, to yeah. Fabian
0: Gatti. Give <laughs> yeah. my
1: regards to Fabien anyway. He will receive our podcast this evening straight into in his, in his private Oh yeah, now. he said
0: he'll be waiting for he's not gonna worry about the team <laughs> talk. He just wants to hear <laughs> the podcast.
1: And one question I have for you is why is the the leaks the symbols of the Welsh rugby union?
0: The leak isn't actually a symbol of the Welsh rugby union. It is is a Vegetable associated with Wales, but um, the daffodil is more of a symbol than the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's
1: I suppose it's pretty. I believe, I
0: believe, No, I don't know if this is true, but I believe that there was a, you know, when England kept conquering Wales during whatever period it was, my history's not very good, Welsh battalion hid in a field of leeks and uh, it saved their lives because obviously the english army couldn't see them so i think then they adopted the leek as a sort of a, a good luck mascot and of course a lot of welsh army regiments wear a leek on st david's day so it's something to something along those lines that sounds good <laughs>
1: I hope you enjoy our special edition on Mr. Michael Pierce, <laughs> freelance rugby journalist and my co-host on the French Rugby Connection podcast. Don't forget, it's a collaborative effort. You know, there is no one it's an without Anglo-Walk the other.
0: It's, it's the check in the post, is it? <laughs> it
1: is like <laughs> cat and dog, black and white, day yeah. and night, man, woman, Rugby football, you know, we are very much you know, part of the team, and we are very pleased for, for your support.
0: Thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> to,
1: to you our don't podcasters. expect it only
0: for the early part of next week, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to start writing a check.
0: Bon chance, uh, mon ami, for the match in cadiz tomorrow, um, Vendredi, Vendredi soir, Vendredi soir, <laughs>
1: Vendredi soir,
0: Vendredi soir. Yes, bon bon and in chance.
1: France, you know, to bring s- to somebody luck, like, you don't say don't break your leg, you M-E-R-D-E.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. But I'm
1: a lady, so I will not utter this. Well, word. that's
0: you know, let's keep it real. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have a love, have a safe trip and Merci all bien. the best. thing yeah. the best thing Hope take everybody care. has a
0: great Six Nations weekend. Bye for now. It Bye. Will, au
1: revoir. Bye. La fondule fait tic-tac-tic-tic, tic,
0: tic. les oiseaux du lac pic-pac-pic-pic, glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons, et la jolie cloche ding-ding-don, mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum, et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.